Against all odds, that should have been the name of this podcast. The again, I'm sure there's already a podcast called Against All Odds. It's about people learning to walk again. I actually do have a podcast in my podcatcher called Against All Odds. What is it about? Um, a black man trying to set up a podcast studio in his upstairs. No, bedroom? I think it's like people stranded in Himalaya mountains, something like that. So people with less problems than I have. I don't know about that. But if you're here, you don't have any problems because you are where you want to be. You're right here with us, right here on My Safe Word is More. My name is Al Jackson, faithful co-host of Daily Blast Live, about to sign my contract. I just got a call from my boss saying, uh, your contract's in your email. It's been there for a while. So, yeah. So, uh, besides that, uh, I have been a touring comedian for 15 years, and I have been a father of three for 16 years. But more importantly, we're joined by an incredible producer, Three-time Emmy winner. Wow. Jumped Three-time Emmy winning producer. Chris Clark is in the building. Chris, how you feeling? Second billing, baby. Second <laughs> billing. Well, you know what? Enjoy. It's because we need to get to the headliner. Okay. The person that everybody wants to hear from because she keeps it oh so real. You know her from two seasons of Survivor, one season of The Amazing Race, and a lifetime of being dope AF. Corinne Kaplan, how are you? I'm good. I'm thinking about changing my intro to you know me from other podcasts I've done or as being Tupac Shakur's mother. Yes, which some people my on alpaca. a farm yeah. uh, that are tending to your alpaca and shaving it and getting all yes. it, that all that bread. I feel like there's an alpaca racket that you're just un, unknowingly a part I of. I think I'm knowingly a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I find out from time to time that they'll be like, oh, like we just want to let you know. Um, you know, we've volunteered Pac for the 4-H club. I'm like, okay, I feel like he could get injured, which I don't really for care. The, but for the 4-H club? Yeah. Is they, that like, still a thing? I like, thought that was like the March of Dimes, him. like it went away. <laughs> no, they volunteer him for all kinds of different organizations. Well, I'm like, why don't you use one of the ones that uh, someone else pays for? Well, one of the ones. <laughs> no, I mean, I... First of all, can an alpaca volunteer for anything? Well, there are 15 on the farm, and they keep using Pac for all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, he's... The one that like he's clearly the best one. I would just be mm-hmm. like throwing shade on the other alpaca owners the way like shitty suburban moms do. Like, oh, your daughter's not in all AP classes. What's that like? Yeah. Just like, but not well, like that must be good. You don't have as much homework at night. Your yeah. kids learn good to learn to trade, like being a <laughs> cobbler or a blacksmith. I mean, he definitely has more Instagram followers than any of the others on the farm. I don't think they have Instagrams. The rest of them. Um, <laughs> but I am excited to get into all things. Who is the Mr. Beast of alpacas? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the bigger uh-huh. question. I just I have had a question. I've been wanting to get to it because we have so much to get to today. Uh, we're going to first kick off because I need to talk to you about a meal of the day. I know. Well, let me do the teaser. Oh, you're going to do the teaser. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm over <laughs> we, here like a have... single black mom. I'm like, I do it myself. <laughs> okay. So Al's going to kick us off with a brunch-related story that I don't know yet, but producer Chris says is worthy of kicking off the show. So I'm very excited to mm-hmm. hear. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a recap on uh, our feelings. It's not, a, I guess, a recap, a summary. I I, I want to express my feelings on Ozempic. 
Um, you said that like you were in group therapy. Yeah. Uh, Corinne, I just, you're holding the shell. I would like I to express a, my feelings on yeah. Taco Tuesdays. I just feel like I need There's to communicate. There's not enough hard tacos. Um, because like as, you know, I do diet seg- segments on here and I'm very neurotic. So I feel like you guys will appreciate my take on that. Um, and then we have a story around out of the clink jail related stories i know this is a yes. real smooth transition for all of this um and then i'm going to tell you a fun dro- job story and we're going to cap it off with the singles dating site that i'm now obsessed with i have a new loser to feature um <laughs> good <laughs> oh, news for that guy and do you know what i found in my phone today uh that i will be posting on our patreon as soon as we are done here first of all i said patreon like he it was a 90s black singer like Patreon. Uh-huh. Couldn't you see that being like a singer right. that was like, yeah. a, he like always had his shirt open showing like the kind of six pack with uh-huh. a little bit of flag because he drinks at night. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I I don't know. remember doing this, but I wanted to start a trend of taking pictures in bathrooms like our girlfriend. Mm. And I, I have a few. Oh, nice. So I will put, po- I took them like weeks ago and they're just in my phone. And <laughs> it, I look, anybody going through my phone is like, oh, Al lost his mind this Saturday. I think, um, Patreon dates Audacity. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Audacity's a great name for it. It, it <laughs> is. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that I went to homecoming with a girl named Fancy? Oh, was it spelled with an I? With no, a heart? Just no? fancy, like fancy dinnerware. Went okay. to homecoming, and my Aunt Phyllis, my one of my two favorite aunts, Aunt Phyllis and Aunt Valerie, I talk about both of them in my act because they just have impacted me so much. But my Aunt Phyllis from Mississippi. Uh, named her wiener dog Fancy. I don't think Fancy's with us anymore because Fancy was named right at their homecoming and I'm 500 years old. Right. But yes, I went to, uh, I, I uh, one of my homeboys is like, hey, I, I have a date for you for homecoming. She didn't go to the school and this kind of old school. She don't go here. So I was like, okay. And she called me on the phone. That's back when you called on the landline mm-hmm. and you had no clue. And I picked her up and she was like kind of cute, but like, clearly not interested in me i don't know why then she's less cute (laughs) yeah and we went to dinner and i remember like i paid for my homecoming and we went to some terrible steakhouse some ponderosa or something and she got the most expensive steak and i will never forget it was 69 dollars. jesus and the reason that i remember that exact price is because there's a there's an age that you are where you don't know how much things cost because you're never in that world. So I didn't even know. Yeah, your parents are paying that, for Yeah, or just like you don't go to restaurants like that that have that well, on the menu. She knew. And she, she took one she took one little like sliver off and she just goes, I don't like this. And she just <laughs> left it and I stared at that steak. I'm like in a time machine going back. I haven't thought about this memory. And, and her uh, name was Fancy. Her name was Fancy. Well. Shout out Fancy. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, and uh, speaking of meals, yeah, uh, I don't know if this is so much of a story, but just uh, 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 an older black man that's like, I've, I've really searched for tr- truth in this world. Okay. And I feel like brunch is the antithesis of everything that is right and real. And everybody goes, how do you hate brunch? And uh, I guess I hate brunch because it's a fake meal. Breakfast is poor people food. They literally give breakfast away at the Hampton Inn for free. Yeah. A hang a pancake is nothing. They give it to the homeless. Shout out. But breakfast at brunch is $89 per person because nobody in there is being real about what they want to do. And as somebody that used to drink and go hard, I just want some more honesty. So just be like, "Hey dog, I want to keep drinking this morning." 
That's what you want to do. And you want to finish whatever, you know, whatever else you need to do to get right because you don't want to go back to work. And I felt like I lived in that honesty because it's like if if I called you, Corinne, and I was like, I am in the parking lot of a Denny's and I'm drinking vodka and I'm eating a cupcake I got from the gas station. You'd be like, oh, my God, don't move. I'm coming down. You re- relapsed. But if I call you and <laughs> I say, don't know. Corinne. I might be like, do you have a mixer for that vodka? <laughs> Let me bring you something. Passenger doors open. Yeah. But if I call you and I go, hey, Corinne, I'm drinking vodka and I'm seated at a table inside of the Denny's eating a pancake, that's cool. I'm So is it really just timing? Is it because drinking before breakfast, you're an alcoholic. Drinking during breakfast, you're just a bruncher. I'm never going to meet you at a Denny's. So okay. it doesn't matter what you're what doing. What about an IHOP? No. <clears throat> Definitely not. But we're IHOP talking about desperate. Yeah, yes, boo. But we're talking well, about there's desperate, a desperate situation. But, what are you doing when you're in Tulsa and it's 1130 at night and you're you're staying at the Hampton Inn and the only thing you can see glowing off in the distance is a Denny's or an IHOP? What are you walking to, boo? I'm going to the liquor store and drinking in my room. I don't want to be. With I like the that. That's your masses. like adult response <laughs> yeah. to what I said. If I got to drink that badly, <laughs> I'll um, show you. I sh- I shan't be going to a Denny's or an IHOP. IHOP is particularly disgusting to me. My parents actually would not let us go to IHOP. They were they were like really anti like the multiple syrups people are touching. Are you a diner person? I am because I like well if they can do egg whites, which most of them can. I like diner food. Well, what do you we think about my take? What do you think snooze, about my take snooze. on brunch? Am I just being a a bitter old man? It's loud in there. Breakfast is a dumb meal. It's got all the wet. It's it's bread. It's yeah. bread well, and the worst meat that you can have. How about you do this? You, you you wait till like 6 p.m. like a grown up. You go to a corporate steakhouse with a bunch of sad people in there with too much money and you eat really good food cooked by an excellent chef. But it doesn't taste like it was cooked with love. It just cooked. It tastes like it was cooked by somebody that is busy. And that's what I want. Um, so I don't agree in that I think, okay, so you're, you're mincing a couple of things here. You, okay, I'm brunching because I want a day drink. That's true. Okay. And I will 100% sign up for a date with a guy during the day where I have a hard out. Brunch ends when they start shuffling in the dinner people. You can't stay there all day. The The dinner people? How long are you staying? Well, usually brunch, you know, I like to brunch a little on the later side. I would, you know, one 1231. I'm talking about people are in line but for in brunch case, at nine. Well, that's not no. See, you're you're mixing the you're you're mixing two different types of people. If you are a class act and <laughs> <laughs> you That's like a sticker you would get yeah, on your folder. You're, you are going to brunch at a respectable hour. If you're going at nine AM, yeah, you've got a problem. That's not because the, the bottomless mimosas and uh, Bloody Marys are only a two hour time period. So you can't be showing up at nine. You got nothing to do by 11. You got to roll in more 1231 o'clock ish. And then, you know, I've got a hard out because they're going to start. They usher me out by three. They turn the restaurant over for dinner service. I love a daytime, a reason to daytime drink, especially like given how like hungover and tired I get. Like there's nothing worse to me. Like I I love Grizzly Rose, but the Grizzly Rose doesn't get good until at least nine o'clock. And that's cutting it kind of early. And to me, like, what am I supposed to be doing for all those hours before that? Like, I can't, I, I am a That's wilted where, like, flower by that, a, that hour. A top golf kind of, there's, there's activities that kind of bridge that time. 
But uh, but hold on. You're saying that you get there like 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock. Well, then that's kind of lunch. Now the game is yeah. on. You yeah. Gotta, that, uh, no, I'm but talking about – I, th- I feel like brunch is like – no. Chris, what time do you think most people hit brunch on a Sunday? Most millennials, Gen Zers. Somewhere between 11 and 1. Yeah. 11 and 1 is – Yes. 9 a.m. is LA? fucking yeah. whack as shit. Brunch. Yeah. Lunch isn't necessarily the time, it's the food you're eating. Yeah. So then why don't you just go have a nice lunch and they'll open up the whole menu, because not I just the leftover breakfast shit. If, well, I like I like a fucking egg white omelet at 1 p.m. And I can't get that if I'm but on the lunch menu. But it's $49, like fancy. Well, you know, that's how we weed out the trash. <laughs> 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 I would prefer to be seated. I don't know if I've mentioned this, uh, but this is uh, an interesting thing that happened. I feel like maybe I mentioned it on one of the last episodes, but there, our favorite brunch spot, Gaber and I go to Root Down, which is like a fabulous spot. And I go there with all kinds. I mean, it's my favorite place to go. Um, we go there and we walk in after we're seated. I am very sober at this point, And I just see all of a sudden that they have started doing a full TSA checkpoint at the front of the restaurant and i'm like what the fuck is going on and jay is like just not even bothered i see they are now opening they're going through people's bags they're wanding people up and down and i was like what the fuck is going on and i'm all about like i'm not um i I have no political swing but i i personally feel like if you're gonna be patting me down and i ain't got nothing on me but if you're gonna be patting me like i'm not that's not where i'm gonna have brunch I don't want to be patted down. I don't need you searching my bag. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Then I start seeing people in suits start filtering in with little earpieces on, and they're going into the kitchen. They're disseminating like ants all over. And I was like, and Jay is, he is so not bothered by this. And I am losing my shit. And I'm like, first of all, if there is some kind of threat or we're going to get stuck here because there's a bump, like, I didn't know what it was, but I'm like, why didn't they search any of, like, we came in, they didn't search anything. Right after we entered, I could see from our table that they had set this whole thing up. But all the people already sitting there hadn't been searched. So I'm like, what What even logical sense does this make? Yeah, are these so, people extras? I, yes, yeah. I was like, it, does anyone else see what's going on here? Like, I felt like I was losing my was mind. Was everybody else carrying on like normal? Yes, yes, it was legitimately like a movie was being shot and I was the only person that didn't know that it was a hidden camera situation. So even Jay was acting so normal, so I like can't can't keep it together so the waiter comes over and I was like what is what is happening and he's like oh um there's somebody very famous coming in and I was like you mean me and he's (laughs) like um so we we had to do a sweep of the place and I was like oh oh it's like a political thing a politician so I was like oh who is it and he's like I'm not at liberty to say I can't tell you that and I was like Okay. Stop acting like you have clearance. That's dude. dumb. Stop. He's a waiter. So I was like, okay. And he's like, I can't stop you from getting up and looking around. But, you know, I can't tell you who it is. And I was like, well, this is all nonsensical. Because I also could have whatever I have in my purse because you didn't check me and I'm still sitting here. Like, and made, what if they found something? It made no sense. And the, so I do a full lap. And Root Down is like a decent enough spot. There's like enough. I had to go to like the bar area. Then I come to the main room. I go into the like one of the back rooms. And then I loop outside. I come back and Jay's like, well, who is it? And I was like. I don't fucking know. The problem is I don't know what anyone looks like, right? So I anyone when she's I don't think that anybody I, that's new if, to the show is understands she's not joking. No. She does not know what they look like. I don't unless and it's Michelle Obama. Yeah, it would have to be like super. So I was like, I don't I don't get this. So he won't tell us when we finish up our our meal. We go outside and I immediately I see the first and there's black Escalades blocking off the street. I mean, it's like a crazy amount of. Of security. What do you call the social service? What's the fucking Secu- secret service? Yeah, yeah social thanks. service. All right. They're separating families so, in there. 
<laughs> so child protective services. Um, so you failed I, a piss test, all of you. Yeah. Give me your nephew. So I walk outside and I I talk to the first secret service person I see. And I'm like, excuse me, who is inside this fucking restaurant? <laughs> and he's like, um, I really can't tell you. I was like, well, can I guess? And he's like, sure. And I go, is it the Surgeon General? And 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 Jay's like, who? And I was like, the guy on the cigarettes. Is it him? And he's like, no, very close. And I was like. Who else is in charge of like death? The FDA? Like I and he's like, it turned out the person there, I found out, and I still don't know what this guy looks like. He apparently eats there, is Merrick Garland, and he's the oh the attorney general. So that's right. why the guy said close when I said surgeon general. And I'm glad that the Secret Service is like uh playing, playing word games. association games with you. It took him Yeah, it's it's that's very strange. Twenty minutes of him making me guess and like me not knowing anything and me googling on my phone when he could have been protecting old Merrick. Yeah, you know he what? said he was talking to me. That's why I appreciate the, uh, the, the beef eaters in England that pass out wearing those outfits, yeah. trying to like play the flute for the queen. Because <laughs> you, guess what? You go ask them a question, nothing. Mm-hmm. They pull the shade down like, hey, back up, dog. I like that. I don't want my secret service. So what if you're, I send you the cute little, I don't know who's in there. And then I yeah, send two other dudes in the back. Like I don't, I don't like that at all. I, you don't see that on twenty four. I don't know, but I felt confident in my decision to repeatedly brunch at Root Down, given that I am sharing the space with the and who's who and also of the political mayor. Like, do do the taxpayers payers a favor and have that shit postmated, rather than getting forty nine yeah. people oh. to have to go out so that you can get some terrible. Uh, Something with hollandaise I mean, sauce on it. Brunch sucks. <laughs> I wanted him to go to like, if I'm going to do all that to go somewhere as a politician, I'm going to like a black nightclub. And just be like, Merrick Garland's here. Is he a rapper? No. I, wait, wait. Okay, here's a great question. And I don't, I genuinely don't know the answer to this. Is it a black man? No. Oh, he's got a real black sounding name. Is <laughs> it, is it, it's Merrick, right? Merrick. Not Merritt. No, Merrick. Okay, we're not allowed to say that name more than two times on this podcast, so I think. <laughs> or else the world she appears. The day yeah. after tomorrow happens. He's very yeah. candy man. Yeah, I do. I, would, I, I don't know. Maybe the name Merrick. I don't think you'll meet a lot of black dudes named Merrick, but you might. Wow. Because black that, names. You know, here's the problem why I couldn't find him. I didn't even know the man was black or white. There. I did this circle around like I was going to identify this person. <laughs> Uh, no, no idea. Were there any attractive Secret Service members? Quite a few, but they were not, they were like really like heavily like pacing and ear piercing, ear piecing. Yeah. They were, I mean, they were all crawling all around the kitchen. I could see them going back there. Yeah. I don't know what you would, like, how are you going to quickly make sure well, all the food isn't he's poisoned? He's prosecuting Trump and all those guys. Oh. And so like, it, they, all it would is take. Is he hot? I think he's like, he's like 400 years old. Not maybe not that, but he's like oh. he's like somebody your dad would talk to in the garage. Okay. Like yeah, he's yeah. not he's not like anybody would be interested. But yeah, all it would take is one chef to be like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, and yeah. do you know what clout that would get you in whatever Oath Keepers group you're in? Like, hey, I guess what I did today besides serve fries to look people I hate. I'm sure it's nice for him to be among the people, but if I were in his shoes, I would not. That was not. That didn't seem like a safe scenario. It's uh, it, it does bring us to another topic, uh, because we've been talking about it a ton on DBL. It's been in the news, I would say, for like the last year now with this Ozempic thing, and it's been. I wanted to talk to you first of all as a man that knows very little about it, but also there's a weird thing where we've we've gone through this weird cycle where it's hard to find, and then mm, still the, and out of diabetics, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and then 
the masses kind of got a hold of it. And then celebrities are now at the point where they feel like they have to lie. So everybody that takes those, oh, I have to do it because uh, I I have an eye condition and that's why I take it. It's so Uh, obvious. It's not for losing weight. I actually promised a sick kid with cancer that I would take this for them. So can you back off? So I, I want to get like, what are your overall thoughts yeah. on Ozempic and, and wh- so, talk to a, a man that, that knows very little. OK, well, I, and one of our I had asked the patrons, like, what is some topics they'd like to hear? And actually, someone suggested that we talk about Ozempic. So I'm happy to oblige. You can always send us topic suggestions. We will debate whatever you'd like to hear. Um, I'll give you my take on this as somebody who has dabbled in all kinds of diet fads. Um, for reference, when I was in college, in one of my summer uh, summer stints, I stayed with my roommate was a model, like a working model, and she was like, "I have a secret. We're gonna do. We were using, we were taking popcorn and spraying it with spray butter, and then throwing pounds of raw yeast in because the yeast will expand in your stomach. And we were just eating popcorn with yeast on it. So like, I've done lots of weird shit. Is that bad? It's not good. You shouldn't have that much yeast in you. I'm lucky I didn't get like very sick. Could I was you just get a yeast. In, is that a yeah, dumb you question? Could, no, you could. You're, okay. you're you're changing the bacterial content. Like you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't be eating that much yeast. Definitely. Yeah. And raw, but it tasted kind of good. And what it does is it expands You've in your stomach. Been diagnosed with Jiffy Pop. Yeah. What are you doing? So I d- I've done all kinds of weird shit, right? And so I am usually the first person to like check out a, a diet trick. Um, you know, one of my favorites is you take your Ambien and you have sleep for dinner. Or, you know, there's all kinds of I've, – I've cut corners in all kinds of ways. That's what somebody in a Dickens novel would do. Like, yeah. I have, I'm going to have sleep for dinner. Yes, yes. No Christmas for me. Yeah. Um, there was – I mean, there was a while there, like, I don't, I've experimented with a whole bunch of nonsense things. Um, what I have learned over the years is that in reality – so there's different types of weight loss. If you need to, like – like, currently, I'm trying to limit my alcohol consumption, cons- consumption to cut calories because I – I genuinely don't have anywhere else I can cut calories um, because I eat like a bird. And so the most of my calories are coming from alcohol. So I need to. By the way, if I was a doctor and you were telling me this, you I would just be oh. nodding my head and writing furiously okay, let me, on a tablet. Let me give you this tip, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in a doctor's office, you never own up to more than two drinks a week. It does not matter how close a friend you think they are. You don't want that shit going in your chart. OK, two drinks a week. That's it. But in reality, that's not the case. So, uh, who has two drinks a week? I, lo- losers. But people who it's don't impossible. have a social life, people who are not drinkers, it, it, there's no point. What was I gonna? What I gonna have half a drink four nights of the week? That could, like I'm never gonna get an actual buzz. Like if I'm gonna have a glass of mezcal, I'm gonna have you know two. Well, the bottle's open now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And I'm really As into recycling. Lucille Booth would say, the yeah. vodka could go bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's big facts, though. So, um, all right. So when you look at short term, so like I'm trying to lose a couple pounds between now and Friday because I have the pink party, which actually I was thinking of this because I knew you would hate this. You know how you hate certain <laughs> expressions? So I was pulling looks for the pink party. <laughs> I knew Ooh. you would hate it. And this was on this was a potential look cuz it's kind of pinkish. You look um, adorable today. Thank you you should be in uh, like St. Croix right now. Yeah. Like uh and I'd see you and you'd be by yourself and I'd be like, "Hey, are you here?" Yeah. On the island by yourself and you'd be like, "My husband brought me here in a helicopter." And I'd be like, "Uh, where's the gym?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to change the subject immediately. Yeah. Okay. So um, pulling looks. Anyway, so I'm trying to drop some weight in just a few days. And so that requires, um, you know, some some like good self-will. And I've got to do some things that I don't really like doing, mostly just cutting the alcohol out. I went to Traverse this morning. Like I'm trying to do two a days this week. Um, okay. Jesus Lord. Well, it you know, I got to show up for the game. ready for college football season. Yeah. 
I think that's what so, they're doing. Shout I mean, out I'm about Longhorns. to run in a garbage bag, honestly. I'm getting to that point. I'll take a water pill the day of, you know, really dehydrate myself Stop before I get, to, me. I get to start drinking. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, my point is, if you don't know me, if you're new to my brand, um, I, I, I am very much the person that will try anything. That being said, I really do not like the idea of you're taking people who inherently have trouble getting to a certain weight and you're injecting them, right? So if you don't know, Ozempic is an injection. It's a weekly injection. Oh, and I'm out. Yeah, so it, the I forget the exact mechanism of action. It's not that it just makes you feel fuller. It's, it's delaying your gastric emptying and delaying the insulin <clears throat> that you're – creating so it's got a bunch of a bunch of ways that it's working so it's not like you could use this to train yourself to eat less if you're somebody that's overeating no the second you go off of it you're gonna go right back and I think the worst thing in the world would be to know what it feels like to be like supermodel thin and then have to fucking watch that disappear so the first thing they did was they took it from you could get it um you know at at uh, they used to have they, they call them like like coupon rebates basically so to get the drug up and running because it's so expensive they're going to do these crazy rebates so basically all of these people that got on it with or without diabetes they were able to use these coupons to take the cost down from a thousand dollars a month to like a much more reasonable cost now it's back up to a thousand a month so what was it what they dropped it oh, down to? nothing like fifty dollars like easy nothing doesn't this real that's really how sound they get like you how drug dealers get people yeah. first ones for free right. well now you know what it's like to be thin and you've never known that before and so i know personally four people that are Remind on me it to never have you cheer up anybody that's gained the weight back it's like well oh, you knew what it was like to be thin that's that's wait, that's nothing. my favorite mean thing to say. My <laughs> my my cousin, my cousin Josh, uh, used to say like when I'd go, um, "Oh, she lost a, a lot of weight." Josh would go, "She'll find it." Oh, it's <laughs> like my favorite thing like, to say. I like people like it's that. It's true. So it's really hard, you know. It's it's hard to go back down. So anyways, okay. So besides the fact that we know that these drugs are causing, we don't have long-term studies, but we do know that there's a higher chance of thyroid cancer and there's a whole bunch of things. I'm just going to give you what I know personally. I think you could stop right there. That's a lot. It's a, it's enough to make you go maybe, maybe not. And also you have to think about when you look at side effect profiles, it's the duration that you're on it. And in this case, you're going to need to be on it for fucking ever. So I have four friends that are on it all of whom look fantastic, one of whom got the gastric sleeve, to be clear. I will not dox her here, but she didn't need it. She she gained some weight with her pregnancy, and then she was like, you know, everyone just keeps telling me to diet and exercise. Well, I don't want to do either of those things. So she went under the knife for a— I like a, how she thinks that makes her unique. Yeah, like she was every, like— Oh, I want to run stairs. She was like, what's the shortcut here? So a mini sleeve, you can't get that unless you have a certain BMI or you have $50,000 to shell out. So she just paid in cash and got a mini gastric sleeve. But she plateaued. And let me tell you something. She needed to lose maybe 30 pounds. We're not talking about, like, you don't get gastric sleeves. She permanently altered the way that she has to eat. And in addition to How that— How does that change the way you—do you have to eat, like, those weird tiny shakes? Because I knew a celebrity that lost a ton of weight, but they were real, real, probably, like, the close to death big, yeah. like, big yeah. pun big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, like, they—I want to make sure not to gender them—had uh, to drink, like, these little vials of, like—it looked like— baby similar formula i mean she like she's now at a point robocop yeah in the beginning they have they're on a liquid she had to do a liquid diet before she did the surgery and she's like oh my god you're not gonna believe this. i've lost seven pounds and i was like right so like 
you can do that. You lost the seven pounds prior to the surgery because she had to be on a liquid diet. I was like, what? don't you, don't you understand? You could just. Yeah. You but anyways, could. she was like, I'm not interested. I'm just going to take the shortcut. So she did this, but she plateaued with her mini sleeve. And so she's now doing Ozempic. She's an insane person, much like me. Um, but I asked her like cause she I immediately noticed a difference. She had lost 10 pounds in like two weeks on Ozempic. And I was like, damn. And then she obviously she's very open about it. She's like, yeah, I'm taking Ozempic. And I was like, how's that? How's that going? Like, what's your end game? And she's like, well, I'll back off from one whole f- syringe to like half a syringe. You know, I'll step it down a little bit once I lose like the like exact amount of weight. And I was like, I don't know if this is how it works. But here's the kicker. She goes, I am in absolute horrendous pain every day. Shut it, up. And I have of the four friends, two of them had to stop taking it. Like and you pay the thousand dollars and you have those extra shots. If you can't take the shots, there's nothing that can, you know. You just you pay you pay. You the can't month. give the shots back. You can't, and so it's like trying um, to give your food back yeah. at a restaurant. You can still I only eat two shrimp. So my this particular friend said to me, um, she's like, it is very uncomfortable, and I have a terrible stomach ache twenty four hours a day. Shut and she's like, but I do not give a shit. And she's like, I'm just gonna power through it. And so I think that there's a misconception that the side effect profile is very minimal when in reality it is extreme. I mean, obviously I only have this. I have an N of four, but I, I, all of them have experienced it. Like the, right. everyone's like, and it's not like a little thing. Like, oh, when I eat my stomach hurts. No, like her, she's like just in pain all day. It, it Here's why I know that must be true. Because the person that would go to the extent to get this, go to the extent of to pay for this, and then go to the extent of taking a needle and jamming it in their body. First of all, question kids, when are needles ever good? When are they ever good? Like the fact that you went through all that and you're still like this pain. And also these are usually people well, that give birth. And so the e- pain level is yes. just higher anyway. A pain tolerance, I should say. Y- you sh- I, I, you should inherently, when something is causing you physical pain as a side effect and it's not dissipating, you should be like aware that this is probably not great. Like there's something, your body is telling you this for a reason. Um, oh. I, she's going to stick with it. Um, but I, you said this is indefinite. Why don't you just yeah. lose the 30 pounds and then start exercising? So the problem like is that it's changing how you're able to process food, right? And so by delaying gastric emptying, it's causing you to be fuller longer. And it, you are going to re, re, go back to the way you felt at, before this when you stopped doing the injections. So there is no end point for these people. Once you get on it, if you like the way you look – that's you're you're gonna roll the dice and you're gonna feel sick for most of the time. It's like that movie Death Becomes Her. Did you ever see oh that? Oh my god, back are you kidding? Yes, Joyce and I when we did a birthday with my friend Adam, we we were the three people in the poster. I, I'll show, I'll put this on Instagram. It's, it's great. Such a great movie, and yeah. that's so cool. And I'm glad that we can relate on that movie. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, at, at first it seems perfect, but then the maintenance yes. of it yes. is way worse. Totally. And the idea of having to just anything that would change your approach to food. You are one of the rare rare people. I only know personally one other person that could care less about food it was one of my and it's ironic that it was a friend of mine's ex-husband and she was a an amateur chef like she could she pulls fresh stuff from her garden make you an open-faced sandwich like she but he could he i remember him famously saying uh if i could liquefy my lunch into a gun and inject it like he didn't care he didn't ever have a taste for anything but if you are a person that struggles with weight, it's probably because you love food and you love like, oh, my God, I love to go to brunch. I love they got this grilled eggplant sandwich. I love So to now for the rest of your life, 
have the taste of food and the experience of sitting down to have a meal fill you with anxiety mm -hmm. because it's got to be this weird thing where now all you're thinking about is food either oh my god I, I want food or oh my god I can't eat food or oh my god my stomach hurts or oh my god this food doesn't taste the same or it's this weird relationship that you're changing with something that you have to do every day and that maybe that's a side effect for the rest of your life like a grilled cheese just, sandwich will make you nauseous guess, or something it's yeah. so weird and my my biggest big issue with any anything you're gonna do to interject like an outside like you know, I've I've tried random diet pills before. I, it's the first thing I buy when I go to Mexico. Like I am all over this shit, but I am very aware because I fucked my metabolism up by doing Survivor. Like I know there's a consequence. Like you know, being thin costs something, okay. and it's either gonna cost you. You don't get to eat the fun stuff. You gotta fucking get to the gym. You should be giving this speech to potential Vegas showgirls. Look, yeah, all yeah. right. Not there's all of you are gonna make it. Yeah. If you wanted, if you want to eat, take that shit to Reno. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can use, yeah, Carson City. Yeah, ex exactly. Pahrump uh, called. Yeah, yeah. Pahrump. <laughs> it's the best name ever for a well, city. Well, while we're on the topic of food um, and <laughs> where you don't get options, I wanted to review um, uh, the last time we talked about one of our patrons wrote in about a chick, this is two episodes ago, um, who did not want to eat using the silverware yes okay so yes. she's got some weird he thing was, happening he was 56 she was 26 and if i may i don't i have a new theory i don't know if this theory works but i had a friend who i i absolutely respected her diet game um she was extremely waif like and when we went to lunch the first time she was my colleague i worked with her and we went to lunch when i first like started working with her and we met up for lunch and she whipped out chopsticks to eat her salad and i was like elizabeth what are you doing? And she's like, oh, so it, it causes me to eat slower and I will eat less and I will feel like there's more food because it's really hard to eat salad with chopsticks. It's Respect. causing everyone around us to hate you. Respect. Because I would be like, look at this smug chick over mm -hmm. here. I used to have a friend. Of hands. Yeah, I've, I've seen, this is what I'm saying. I've seen like every trick in the book. So anyway, I don't know if that's what this girl, but you had the suggestion that perhaps he should check her shoelaces because perhaps she's just fresh out. Yes, plank. check them clothes, check them yeah. shoes. The shoes tell a lot. So he said this, um, and he didn't. He hasn't heard our take on it because I will drop this week. But he did write back in and he said, "Well, I don't think it's looking too good for me on this one. Haven't heard from her since after the date, and my texts to her iPhone are showing up as delivered, but not read. She did say last week that she was having problems with her phone. So if I'm lucky, that's all. If not, then I got ghosted. Now is that a prison thing too? Maybe she can't. She's got you know." What's that shitty one? Spot wireless? Cricket. Yes, yeah, spot wireless. <laughs> that sounds like it's worse than cricket. Uh -huh. No, it's like, look, this is her whole MO. There's no no dude is pulling any chick 30 years younger unless she's got severe issues or she wants something. That's not a shot against you or a shot against the fact that I didn't turn my phone off. That's a shot against, like, that's it's just reality. And so any w g person that's talking to you at that age – there's nothing that you guys can possibly connect on. Because if you're 56, that means that your favorite <laughs> movie is probably Sense of a Woman and hers is Twilight. Not even. Yeah, yeah but you, you're, we don't care about any of this, whether she was into him or not. All I care well, about is... It seemed is, like he kind of liked her. Yeah, but all I care about is... His question is, why was she switching out everything for styrofoam cups and plastic silverware? And I'm saying that she's also got phone issues that kind of are indicative of... Uh, yeah. The, someone who's paying... What do you call the prepaid... Oh, you know, it, I've only yeah. got ten dollars a month. She might have gone. Look, she might have gone back in. Okay, mm -hmm. 
Sometimes you're out for a little while and you have a little relapse and you go on back in. Uh, it's what happens a lot when you are fresh out. Re- recidivism. Recidivism. Yes. I was going to say reciprocity, and I'm like, I don't think that's Yeah, I think called. that's something Lauren Hill usually <laughs> says. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that she was she was a like a low-level grifter, but like a grifter has to be a little bit more refined because to grift, you have to sell people on the idea that you can do something and you are of whatever class that is. And she is kind of coming like she wasn't even able to fake it at dinner. Because we got an email, so clearly she was blowing it as soon as she sat down. But she was doing some weird shit because she's not used to that environment. Merrick Garland had to eat off the silverware. And the, the, the if anybody, he should have been aware that somebody could have tainted the plates and the silverware. This girl, it's very odd. I just, I think, I think she's, a, she's a jail chick that was probably a burner phone. And yeah. she's got a bunch of dudes because in, in, in let me not. Uh, what do they say? Don't throw a stone if you live in a glass house. Or I think that's how you, I think I nailed it. Mm. And it's like when I got out of my marriage, you know, I'm like, I was probably 42, 41, something like that. And immediately had a 26 year old girlfriend. Sure. And, you know, because you're in that she didn't get I me, am- but she this this young girl, she she understands me. And uh, that person had a lot of mental health issues because, of course, she did. And to put 10 years on that. And I think that my man dodged a real bullet. Yes. He dodged course. a real bullet. And, and you should change any codes that she may know. I just want to make note that should I ever have the kind of money where I could live in a glass house? You know what the first fucking thing I'm going to do is make sure it's reinforced for fucking stones. Why does everyone act like if I had a glass house, I wouldn't have like protective glass? That yeah, and that why, just, why would your first thing be to throw something? I don't know, but that's the expression. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, and I'm like, well, not if they live in a good glass house that's reinforced. Yeah, but then you're gonna mess up your glass a little bit because you know the the thick of the glass is not gonna be as nice. And like I'm assuming if you're gonna have a glass house, Corinne, look, you're a flat they, chick. You're gonna be dressed nice because you're gonna be all eyes on you, like Pac. And so you you got your artwork out, your house is they laid make, out. You're gonna want people to see it. They make SUVs that are bulletproof, and you can see out of the glass. Why wouldn't I do that to my house? But no, they don't make them. I mean, you can get them bulletproofed. Where are you shopping in? I don't know. I'm just saying Venezuela just, from an ex dictator's dealership. Letting you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I I want to talk to you about the clink. Oh yes, please. Because I've, I forgot you have a clink story. Well, I do have a clink story, and uh, ladies it, and gentlemen, I got a, a direct a collect call from Al Jackson. <laughs> Will you accept this I, collect call? I have gotten no. those phone calls before. <laughs> we all have, and you know it's it's uh, it's a real thing. And my, I'm not talking out of school. I mean, he's been open about it on social media and everything. But my barber, shout out to Caesar. Uh, you know, he got in some trouble. He was, you know, he. I always say this. You don't get a choice in how you enter this world, but people still judge you like we all started the exact same. You were lucky. I was lucky. Chris, you were lucky. I'm sure you acknowledge that. I definitely acknowledge that. You definitely acknowledge that. Like some people like my homeboy, John, were born into craziness. And I know people watch TV movies. and They're like, I think I could have achieved, too. Like you don't understand what the day to day of like having to being an unstable environment all the time i watch like 60 days in and i'm like i could definitely kill someone but just the fact that you even get I'm like, to be oh. old enough to go to jail is very difficult because you are around crazy people all the time people that are intoxicated people that are trying to do stuff to you people that are trying to get yeah. you to do stuff it's just a lot and so 
he, but I'm just he, saying I don't I don't think of it like um, oh he could have achieved the full academic scholarship I got I think of it like oh I could stoop to that level like I I I could see vigilante justice I could mm. yeah but sometimes people just get real high a lot yeah you know not everybody like I'm becomes a kingpin. I, like I just, uh, you made I grew up in these projects and so I'm a drug. No, just sometimes people yeah. are like, I can't. I'm too stressed. I'm just going to zone out for about six years. And, All you right, know, so, so he went to jail and uh, for a significant amount of time, probably, I think, five plus. And are you going to give us the reason why? I think it's just selling yeah. gang, gang shit, selling. Gang gang? Drug, yeah, gang gang. And so he got out because of the pandemic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when the jails were overcrowded right, right. and he, he was just like they they're trying to they started trying to send him back and he had already moved. Oh, this wait. Had, yeah. This had gone down in Florida. He, he's in Colorado now. I didn't realize they can do that. They could let you out because they got a yes. little problemo. And that then was like, the whole thing with Meek Mill and why everybody's like free Meek Mill. Meek Mill was on probation. They gave Meek Mill probation for 10 years. In his 20s, you can't mess up one time in your 20s as a rapper from North Philly. It's a there's what did he no do? way. It was like a like he had a gun or something. It's something yeah. dumb. You know, I'm like every time I see these toothless militia dudes, these guys have grenade launchers with them. Yeah. I'm like Meek Mill, Lil Wayne can't have a gun. <laughs> they're they're trying. They were talking about sending him back. So I wrote a letter uh, on behalf of him, just saying he's moved his life uh, forward. He's been out for years. And just like that's why I always tell people watch that movie, uh, watch the documentary How to Fix a Drug Scandal. Please, one of one of our swimmers, please watch that. So I have somebody to talk to it about. It's it's like they they let you out of jail and then they don't even take you back, Corinne. They f- they fuck with you. It's just like so a they're surprise? like, yeah, they just like Corinne. You need to come back to court on Tuesday, October eighteenth. You don't know if you need to tell your job. You're never coming back if you need the afternoon off. You need to tell your two kids, mommy will be gone in two years or mommy will be gone for 20 minutes. Can you imagine just like not knowing ever well, like they, what your life is going to be and should you make plans and should you have a kid? They did a survivor season that Max was up for where they had everyone. Shout out to Max for what you did today. Yeah, you Max know helped what us you did. We edit, love you. Thank uh, you. This something. audio is because of you. Thank um, you. Thank you. So. Max was, uh, oh, second chances. So they had people and they had the entire, all of these people that were possibly, they were campaigning to get back on the show. Basically, Survivor said, you're you're in the running for this. There's, I think there was like, maybe it was 40 people and 20 go. Anyways, so you're sitting in a live studio audience. You have your bags packed. You had to tell you your job. You had to get, you know, your cat sitter in. Everything has to be, because if you are picked, you leave that moment. And if you're not, you go home. And Max ended up not getting picked for second chances. But the people that departed, departed right then and there. But every single person sitting there that was up to go had to organize their life as though they weren't coming back after that night. That is cruel. It was so I mean, shitty. CBS does, is does, so shitty for doing that. It, it sucks. And it's like, you know, it does build drama. But it also like, oh, that just, that really sucks. I don't, I'm, I'm not really feeling that. And just imagine if you're not talking about like, oh, I get to be on Survivor again. It's like, oh, I don't know if my life is going to be shattered again. Oh, and it's like to go, and especially after you've kind of norm, stabilized to normal life again. And now I'm like, oh yeah, if somebody asks to use my toothbrush, that means that they think uh, they can take advantage of me. So I have to try and fight them then. And then remember if a CO uh, says this, I need to be prepared to like just getting back into jail mind uh-huh. has got to be crazy. So he uh, I went the last three and a half weeks without a haircut. I went down to Sally's Beauty Supply. I got uh, some guards and some clippers and I taught myself again how to cut my own hair 
uh, like I did during the pandemic uh-huh. because I'm loyal. And I told him, like, I'll wait, you know, it, it almost on some Titanic. <laughs> like, if you go away, I'll be here like straight up because I was like, I'm loyal. I don't get my hair cut. I was like, dude, I, I ride with you and I believe in you. Now, if he had gotten like five years, I might. Yeah. But like for real, like I wait. And then when I he texted me and he was like, yo, I'm back. Uh, and so I got my hair cut yesterday. But it's like, it, you know, shout out to, but they did. They took him into custody. Oh my but luckily God. his lawyer, uh, yeah, you know, but he was gone. Oh. And I just knew, I knew when I didn't hear from him, I was like, that ain't good. You know, because sees his on it. He's like, oh, do you need your haircut? He works with my schedule, you know, yeah. DBL. He'll cut me at like eight in the morning on like a weekday when nobody's in the shop. He's just a good dude. He's got kids. He's got two puppies. He he has a, a dog breeding business on the side and he cuts hair. He cut, he cut the homeless hair yesterday. Uh, he's, he does that like at once a month. For the mayor, like he goes on and cuts the, and it's like, do, do we? Yeah, it's probably unpleasant. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's probably not great. You know, and like somebody has to do that, and like he does that, and it's like, is, is this a society that like we want where we're just putting people that are trying to get their shit back together? It's just like I don't know. It just it just seems um for drugs. Like, can we stop with the drugs? Yeah, we were just talking about yeah. a drug second. The whole well, like, the whole world I mean, is if drugs. You if you sell fentanyl, I hope you get rid of the electric chair. God, um, so terrible. But there's other drugs that matter a lot less. Um, in college, my boyfriend, uh, he he was rushing a fraternity, and one of the things they made him do was they would scream something at him, and they they would make him switch clothes with a homeless person, and that's what the haircut just made me think of. Oh, isn't that, that vile? I mean, like, no offense to the homeless, but like, yeah, it oof. just sounds like what's the fastest way I can get ringworm at Florida State? Yeah, yeah. And like they, I mean, he had to do it like a bunch of times. It was I, one of the things they oh, hazed him with. Oh man! And just yeah. like can you imagine the ball yank. Yeah. The and, ball yank sitch has got to be. Yeah, of course you're living in. The, I mean, my clothes for Survivor were disgusting once I was done living in them for thirty three days. You should have kept them and sold them. I did. Did you? I didn't sell them, but I have them. Yeah. Oh, I eventually when I have like a a mansion with my trophy room. I'm going to have my clothes from all the seasons. I have my canteens. I'm going to have like a whole display. But, you know, we ain't got that kind of space right now. Well, you know, so. you can do it on a smaller level. Yeah. Barbie house. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if we have time. Do we? We always got time. Well, I'm going to do. So we've got my new favorite dating site, okay? So it's, I fucking screw this name up every time. It's Singles. It's Th- the in worst their 30s name. and 40s. It's, yeah, Denver it's not, singles. Denver 30s and 40s singles. And so I gave you guys a little taste of like, you know, a sad guy from there and a woman who's out of her mind. And then I had, I saw this and I thought it was so interesting. And I want to hear your take on this. Talk to um, me. Because it didn't, it didn't go the direction I thought it would. So this guy posted and he's like, hello group. My name is Jim and I have lots of cool hobbies and interests. Well, I think they're cool. I'm going to be creating some events that cater towards my interests and invite new people along so I can create some new friendships. I really enjoy going crystal mining and rock hounding. I have a few places I go and dig here in Colorado. I also dig out of state, but I think organizing a group to go on a crystal mining day trip would be really cool. I have gear, trucks, and some gear for a day camp. Who is interested in going to an old mine and digging up some treasure? Andy Dufresne from Shawshank. That's what he was doing. I thought this was the creepiest, weirdest. Like, I mean, how? in my head, I'm like, Who's going to respond to this? Like, you have all of the things that you could tie me up. You have a full rape kit, basically, on hand. And a pickaxe. <laughs> yeah. You're good at digging And holes. I'm just going to sign up. And to my utter amazement, almost immediately there were 57 comments. People couldn't wait. Um, and somebody, like, they were they were commenting the craziest shit. 
This guy you is don't like, say. this guy was like, I'm interested. It's another gentleman. I have the ability to carry gear and people in my van. Let yeah. me know who is signing up. Membered so or dismembered multiple people. Multiple dudes who have <laughs> like zip ties and knives and yeah. pickaxes um, and vans. If you have gear or you can keep your mouth shut, yeah. you're welcome to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's super weird. Now here's okay. Let's let's remove the creepiness factor. Mm-hmm. Reach your hand in there. Remove the creepiness factor and think about what we do always say. You have to do something to weirdly make your pool smaller. So if you go, hey, I'm Mike. I wear khakis and polo shirts. I like country music and rap music, and I'm just out to have a good time. Everybody's gonna be like, well. But if you do have a specific thing, like, look, all I'm into is koala bears, dog. Yeah. You would. I think that would be a better way to go at it. This is going to be a huge leap, and I feel badly saying this, but I'm going to say it. I feel like this is a child's activity, and this is pedophilia. (laughs) Like I feel like (laughs) if you like, you could take a kid and be like, "We're gonna go gold. We're gonna go mining for gold," and then you take a little pan. It's only a child that would have childlike wonder. With the idea of finding crystals in nature. Yeah, stop trying to discover shit. I just we knocked it's it all got out like two hundred years ago. Written all over it. Yeah, it is kind of one of those things. Like you know what, Johnny? Yeah. We got to go in that old mine. Sometimes the door shuts behind you, and things sometimes feels things feel like they're grabbing you. But those are just the bats. Yeah. Yeah, that's super weird. Yeah. I don't want anything that's around kids that are not mine, or that they're. I don't want to be around kids. And I don't want to do, I don't want to be on any adventure that's going to take me off the beaten path. I don't want to, you know, sadly, we just did that story. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong and this, it aged well. But those people that, that went down in that makeshift submarine oh, to well, go see the Titanic. Idiotic. Yeah, they, they're going on less than 50 hours of oxygen. So yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not great. And it's like, that's what happens when you're like, hey, no, let's go one more, uh, let's do 100 more feet on this mountain and like break the record for, co- next thing you know, you're waiting for an orange helicopter to come you know get what? you off the side of a mountain. Now someone's Stop taking- doing that shit. <laughs> now someone's taking a submarine to see your submarine wreck. <laughs> Whatever, you, you know the risks when you do these things. <laughs> I might take that tour. <laughs> God. At first, it was the third. They're probably really well preserved. It's like a billionaire in there. Well, two hundred fifty thousand to if die. The pressure didn't smash them. Oh, your eyes are watering with laughter. I love you so <laughs> much. I'm thinking I love about you. what kind of yeah. microwave pizza happened. It's, in this. it's like, it's like again. Ooh. My first thought was, and I'm not. Just when they were showing like the thing, I was like, "What's the shedding situation?" Because there's eight people, and there's just a curtain with like a pressurized tube, and it's just like I. Maybe as a billionaire, you just get really bored. Yes, I of course. I, but you, you ain't going to catch me going to space either. That seems so stupid. It's like at least people have been to space, I would say, probably now 50 times to, to 25. 20. So. Michael Strahan went like, this is the third trip down there. Like, how many times they run a roller coaster before they let people on that? Like, seriously, like Six Flags ain't going to be like, hey, you're our third rider. Like, excuse me? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. there's still styrofoam in the bottom of like no yeah mm-hmm. like that I just I I don't know I don't I'm I'm it is weird I don't know about pedophilic it just seems like somebody that's addicted to being it seems like there's some people that get caught in this arrested development where they want to be an explorer like everybody yes. did when they're four yes. but then they just stayed there mm-hmm. and yes you can have some of that this is what Disneyland's for. But there's a point where also it's like, hey, let's put on our big boy pants and go to a 
corporate job that's well, killing us. Let me throw you this because I this is so random that I have this information. So my Gaber has he has two kids with his lesbian best friend and her wife, and he does things from Why time. Why am I to, just hearing about this? You know I don't like talking about children. Okay. I don't like <laughs> I seeing you were children. Say other people's business. No. Um, so he has two kids and they, they come like they're actually about to come for three weeks cause they're on summer break. They'll come with their moms as well. But so he sometimes will buy them things to do like via FaceTime and he bought them geodes, like these rocks. He sent a kit to their house and he had a kit at his house and you, you take a hammer and oh, we got the, this one's purple. This one's, and so he bought that. And so you actually don't have to go with your van and, you don't, yeah. and GPS. Just- Yes. How far are we going? I don't order know. These rocks online. Can people still hear you them. scream? Yes. Then we're going yeah, further. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. Oh, and you just made me think of a weird thing. Uh, just because I just had an interaction with a child that was very strange. That does not sound good. I'll explain. Mm. Uh, this will our this will come out after her birthday. So happy fortieth to Sar. She's having her ah. birthday party, and I'm. Where's my uh, invitation? Are you uh, this this weekend? Are you coming? Clearly not. Yeah. We were not invited. Oh, well, no. Chris, were you invited? No. no, 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 no. It's a, no, we're doing something at the house and we're doing something at the game, but you guys should come to the game too. It's like, uh, it's been a, we'll talk. It's mm-hmm. like, she, you know what it is? And I can just say, I can say this. Sar is very, uh, she does not want, she, I, I told, I told her, I'm searching for my words. She's the closest person I've ever met to my father. That there's some people like, oh, Corinne, don't do anything for my birthday. And then there's some people are like, don't do anything for my birthday. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff where you're like that face you're making, Chris, where you're like, there's a reason that the people I spend more time with than her is you two. The reason is because like I've been kind of like, I don't know what What she's comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she's comfortable with. I, for my 40th, was very adamant. Like I was really, really upset about turning 40 and I was like, I do not want to do anything. This is sad for me. So my brother flew out and we went to Breckenridge, just the two of us. And like, I didn't do anything with anyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like that. She just wants it simple she just wants her friends right. well, in the what's game. the strange so, kid story okay so, let's start. all right well you were accusing me of not inviting you to her 40th <laughs> well, and that I, had to be addressed no did, that had to be addressed you did so, not invite us so uh I, that was an invitation is what that was <laughs> well yeah it's still <laughs> it was like, oh wait it's, uh it's this pending weekend. yeah, yeah. It's, it's pending sure and so i'll be a pride uh so uh, you know i went to la uh the bakery Chuel around the corner mm. where you can get erotic cakes but they also do Dead on, like if you wanted to get a cake that looked just like Chris, because I thought it was just erotic cakes. They make dead ringers. I guess if you can make some balls, you can make a person and put some eyes on it. And so I wanted her, because uh, she's such a big Rockies fan. I wanted her to get this. I wanted to get this iconic Rockies moment on a cake. And so uh, the woman comes from behind the counter, and we're looking at the freezer of cakes. And some are just birthdays, like I love you, Tia. You know. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is just like. A gigantic black penis, just erect and kicking it. And I think that's what you should get her. That'll really, well, <laughs> really take the attention her, off her, her birthday. Her mom will be there <laughs> oh. and her coworkers. And so uh, I was just going to get a cake with the with the Colorado Rockies on it. But the woman is trying to so delicately talk to me about cake size. She's like, "Do you want a circular cake or do you want a rectangular cake?" But she wouldn't say what was on it. Uh. And I'm like, "Say because like the yeah, the rectangular cake. the rectangular one had two huge boobs with pink nipples mm-hmm. uh and uh, the 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 square one ju- it had uh like uh, d- um, uh, just a full the full man's unit and she was just like talking to me and one 
I don't want to get them in trouble, so I'll just leave that out. Well, they were just they were kids playing around there, like employees. But I mean, uh, it's like it's not porn; it's just I frosting. Don't. I don't well, know. I might have to I, take I'm, this out. I'm no one's parent, but I mean, but it's, I feel like... it, it's kids. Yeah, I, but this I was like, is that gonna just make this kid super well adjusted? Mm-hmm. And also, if you work there, should you be comfortable just saying, "Do you want the dick cake or the tits cake?" Should you be able to say that? Yeah, for sure, you should. I definitely think you should. Don't don't I think just tell me that the, the problem... white angel hair. I don't like say it. I want you to say it. <laughs> oh, say it. I just like. I, Do you want I the cock or you want the? <laughs> yeah, no, not you. I want oh. her. I know you'll say oh. it. <laughs> I thought you she were asking like, me. Corinne looked at me like I, this is how I wake up in the morning. This is my daily affirmation. Yeah. I have no problem saying this. Um, no, I think the 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 risk you run if you are exposing children to that early is then then that becomes a fetish for them. That's like how the fucking. Guy that gets off on balloons, got you know, when he was four, he was in the hospital, they brought him balloons, and something happened, it mixed up sexually. You don't want a, a fetishized cake problem later in life. I think you probably keep it clean for, you know, Did I ever tell you years. my theory on OnlyFans? No. And, like, what it is. Like, OnlyFans, obviously, because I looked at it one time because I was, uh, I'm actually, part of my podcast involves Bad uh, Barbie, the the chick from uh, Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. Cash Me Outside. And, you know, she has an OnlyFans that she made a million dollars in an hour, I think, yeah. famous. And she's made, like, almost $100 million since then. And I went and on there to do— attractive. Yeah, and I went on there to do research because I was like, you can get porn for free anyway. Why are people— And the first thing that came up was this girl, this attractive blonde woman, and she had on uh, a lobster bib. She was clothed. And uh, two, like, uh, lobster claws. And she was, like, trying to eat ribs with these lobster claws— and I guess she was getting messy around her mouth with the rib grease or whatever. And it was just like a weird, I guess, mess fetish. Like, you know, the yeah, people yeah, like yeah. to throw things. Sure. And I realized that OnlyFans is boutique porn for just a select, select few people. So select that it's almost like if you live in a remote area and you need cable or something and you have to pay extra because they're like, we don't have service out there. That's what OnlyFans is. And I feel like that weird fetish, a little bit to your point comes from I, I look at it like a cement mixer right and that's your sexuality and when it hardens whatever that yeah. just, normally it's just like oh it hardened no brunettes who knew you know but sometimes like when you're leaning over your sunglasses and your lipsticks falls in there mm-hmm. and then that gets hard and you're like oh shit that's the only thing now I you're can hardwired get. that way yeah, yeah. and then yeah. so like whatever if you're staring at the window of a, a gap ad in like their acid wash jeans and like that's when it hardens mm-hmm. like that's it for life. So OnlyFans just fills that in for you. So I don't know if it's always going to be that you are around erotic cake. So do you do you think that that's a definite precursor? Like if your parents owned uh, an erotic bookstore, that you're definitely going to be a little bit freakier? Or do you think you'll be over it? Um, I don't know. A little of both. Because as a kid, if you're, your parents do that, then everybody at school is going to be like, tell us about what the dick and balls look like. Tell us about – I mean, right. you're going to be like the court jester. But won't you be like, oh, I can't believe they care. It'd be like if you're No, dad- because now you're reinforcing that this kid is special because this kid has that information, mm-hmm. and that's what like they identify. I don't know. This is all speculation. I am no child psychologist. Yes. Um, but I do want to be – my swimmer's psychologist. Who can I help today? Oh. If you'd like and you want us to give you our opinions, 
on anything that you have to offer. Um, you can write into us at my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. You can also give us voice memos. We're going to try and which we have. Yeah, today. yeah, I heard. So, so let's hear it. I just, you know, I always listen to the first little bit to make sure it's playable. And this one is also playable. It was great. So I stopped. So I haven't heard the whole thing. But okay. just the first few seconds is great. So I'm going to play it for you guys now. Hey, Corinne and Al, it's Connor, or as Corinne used to know me, I was still reading. reading. I'm all fucking grown up now, thank God. Um, <laughs> anyways, I have a question about weddings. I don't like weddings at all. I think when two people get married, two single people die, and my twin brother is engaged. The problem is I hate his family, like his fiance's family. They're really rude. When we first met them a year ago, they had no idea what my name was, even though we're fraternal twins. They had no idea who my dad was, and when they introduced themselves, they're like, we assume you must be Rory's brother, but we have no idea what your name is. Which yeah. I found really rude. Yeah. Um, they're also just very, like, socially awkward. Um, when my brother and his fiance came to my house, they were Levi Loving, which is dry hump sex, for all those who don't He's know what all that my is, lines here. in front of me on my couch, which I think is disgusting and absolutely awful so do i have to go to this wedding because he's never been particularly supportive of me when i graduated college he was pissed because he failed out he got mad at me because he asked what do you think of my fiance in terms of attractiveness and i said she's not my type at all um and i just don't want to go to this wedding because we don't really have any similar friends and i don't know how i would get through it so if you have any advice, please let me know. I'm absolutely loving the podcast. It's amazing. And Al, you're really funny. And coming from me, that's a big compliment. So I hope you enjoy this uh, uh-huh. voicemail. Have a great day. So Bye. it's so good to hear from you. I love this human being. I know. Being. So, <laughs> I love this human being. <laughs> he, okay, so I do know because I he has been a patron of my previous podcast, and I, I did know he had a twin brother. And when we met Connor, otherwise known as Summer Reading, um, when we met him, we thought he was so fucking funny. And then we we did we did a Zoom where we met the twin brother, and he was just really boring. So we called him Bory instead of Rory because he was so fucking boring. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that he's he's bringing in you know a fiance that's not particularly dynamic. But the idea that her family how, how how hard is it to learn his fucking fraternal twin brother's name? It would take effort. Yeah, you would like really have to ignore it. And and also, if your daughter is going to spend the rest of her life with a, a relative stranger, isn't it like inherent upon you? Because God forbid something happens, be like, oh, something happened to my daughter, uh, but her husband has a twin brother. What's his name? I don't know. Right. Do you understand how crazy that comes off? Yeah. And like how egocentric it is? Like, yes, we're going to bequeath you our daughter, but we're just going to figure out if we like you. Not, we don't care enough to even find out about the person that is your direct genetic identical match. It's very strange. And I, Corinne, we just got to get to it. Should he go to the wedding? Because you have to understand if you don't go, that's a, that's a fork in the road of your relationship. And if you're willing to make that, which it sounds like he is, I mean, do it, but just know full well that there's, that's a hard one to come back from. I have said no to, multiple weddings but like you guys know I have a stance where I just don't go to weddings so everyone that invites me usually understands that there's like almost no way I'm going unless you're like throwing a five million dollar wedding I'm not going like it would have to be like really special I think special. you'd be great at a wedding there's I single dudes at a wedding I, I find it very depressing I think I, I and I think it's very narcissistic like go celebrate my love like well 
And, you know, I'll tell you all the first person to RSVP to your divorce party. I mean, okay. I'm very interested. I'm very supportive when that stuff happens. Um, but in the case of my brother's wedding, I obviously love my brother to death. And I, dope. yeah, and I, I, you know, I felt like because my sister in law understood that I don't like weddings, she was very sensitive to that. She went above and beyond to give me like all these crazy, like given to all my demands. And so um, I, I, so I said, Did I would you make them work your name into the vows. <laughs> no, but I want to feel seen. So I had um, I, I wouldn't be a bridesmaid, but I'd be a groomsman. Right. So I was my brother's best man. I gave the best man speech um, for my date. I brought my best friend, Matt. Um, and uh, during the so I had you could pick what song you want to walk out to during the reception. And I picked Redneck Crazy by Tyler Farr. Which most people would be like, no, no. The answer is no. We won't be playing that when you walk up. By the way, fun fact: at my bat mitzvah, my walkout song was uh, "Lady in Red." Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Were you forty at your bat mitzvah? <laughs> Did you go no, get on I'm a sorry. black piano no, no, no. with a rose I'm so in your sorry. mouth? That was my walkout song for my brother. For my bat mitzvah, it was "Pretty Woman." Oh my goodness. Pretty Woman yeah. walking down the street. My mother and father let me pick my entry song at a black tie affair. That my parents spent way more money on than normal people spend on a wedding. I came out. Why didn't you do some Florida hood pretty shit? Pretty woman. That's what she just. Come on, baby. Yeah. Kick them, Kick them daisies. That would have been kind of dope. Um. Yeah. So I just. I sort of what I'm. What I'm implying, implying here is that I would make a bunch of demands that make the the wedding more comfortable for you. Because it's really, when I go somewhere, it's really about me. Like, look, we j I just put it on our Instagram. Like, when I wore, what I wore to my brother's wedding and his engagement or his rehearsal dinner was ridiculous. But I was like, I don't, it's, it's, it's really always about me. It's just not your day ever. You're not going to have a day. It's the 12th of never is your day. So if you invite me to the wedding and you want me to come to the wedding, there's going to be a bunch of things happening. It feels like you'd be running out of characters on the RSVP. They're mm -hmm. like, do you want to add a note? And then you just yeah. say all the stuff and you're like, I only got 32 characters left. Uh -huh. I haven't told them it's all about me yet. <laughs> I mean, look, mm -hmm. you're a woman that knows what they want. But like, I want to give Connor some advice. So you know Connor and I love how direct he is mm -hmm. and how emotionally unemotional he is. He's like, I don't like that. I don't like oh. that. It's a very direct. It's not like, I just don't like the way she acts around. Like, that's too vague to not go to a wedding. He's very direct. Like, not taking the time to know your brother's name is a, it is a red flag on a battleship. Mm -hmm. That's a big, that's a big problem. And it tells me, let's be real here. That's the kind of signal that your brother's going to break off and more kind of join their family because they're letting him know that, like, we're not interested in yours and he's fine with that. That's a I just problem, also, though. I mean, Connor, your your brother is so young. I don't understand how he like wants to get married. He, I mean, Connor's how old is already, he? I mean, Connor Roughly, has to be like twenty one. I mean, like really young. Oh wow! Yeah, like this is not a. This is very bizarre to me. Um, also, I think there's a couple other factors. Okay, so let's talk about: is this a destination wedding? Do you have to fucking get on a plane and go somewhere? And also, is he? Are you the best man? Because I'm also not showing up if I'm not getting top billing, like. You're the twin, so you should be best man. Yeah. Um, He's in the wedding. Uh, and the then the thing first is, is what's his face. The first thing you do, yeah. <laughs> the first thing you do. Um, my favorite. It's a, a a Jenna from Thirty Rock line, but the five meanest words you can say to somebody who you've already met is, 
it's nice to meet you. So you go to this wedding and you, it's nice to meet you all up and down. Everybody that just forgot who you are, guess what? You don't remember them either. Yes, but if they don't, if they barely know him, is that going to be a big enough diss for him to suck it up? He really clearly doesn't want to go. He's going to dread going. He's going to dread getting dressed because here's the other side of the coin we don't want to look at. This is your get out of being brothers with this guy. Oh, but that's sad. And Chris, look, you don't always get to choose who your siblings are. And your initial reaction, Chris, is right. And your initial reaction, Corinne, is right. It's rare. But everybody doesn't get to have a cool-ass big brother or a dope-ass twin sister. It just it does not happen. And it, I think that his brother's actions are pretty overt that they ain't interested. And the fact that like he has to now kowtow and be like, here's my name. I wrote it down on a card with a little limerick so you can remember it. They're trying to tell you that they're not interested in who you are. And why does he have to show up to take that? Um, you know, he, you're right. He doesn't. But I I don't know. I really like the idea of your dignity is not a fucking privilege. And until they recognize that, Doug, then they need to back up because if they go, hey, where's your brother? I don't know. He didn't feel included. Well, the, then the, I don't think they're going to care. And that's <laughs> not going to notice. And then his so, he, so then, why is it on him to care? Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm, mean, it's a big step. I don't want to be flipping about this. Yeah, so please, continue. I think I, I'm, I'm in the camp of, you go, but you make it all about you. And then also, who knows what kind of pussy is swimming at this wedding? Maybe she's got uh, some cute friends. It's going to be a lot of family members. That'll be a lot of genetic crossover. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, twin brothers too. It's, yeah. yeah, dude, it's a twin brother. Go to the wedding. It's the, okay. Yeah. Cri- go, go to the wedding. Find the humor in it. Oh, there you go. Chris uh, Chris is chiming in with an opinion that I don't totally disagree with. And it, these are three options. But, I, I, you know, this life is short. And you get to control, especially at 21, who you choose to spend your time with. And there's a reason we're sitting in this room together. And, like, we always have been. T- we want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. And when we're around each other, we act like that. Do you want to be around somebody that is constantly acting like they're doing you a favor? I don't know. I, I you know, Chris, no, of course, yells you, out the voice of reason. You, and he's probably right. And you're probably right. But you can let them know that you feel like you're it's a chore, like you're doing them a favor. And then you can cash that favor in later. I think you have to go. Sorry, I okay. know you want me to say no. So no, though, I like that. Okay, but so we have two hard you gotta goes, and you I was have, gonna give you a free I, pass. Yeah, I'm t- I'm giving you a free pass to uh, not feel any kind of way about this. You, uh, brother, sister, mother, dad, whatever, homeboy. Those are titles you gotta earn. And just the fact that we came from the same birth canal, your brother is not holding up his end of the bargain. And if your brother was repping you right in these streets, his wife would know who you were, bruh. And so I would really back up and be like, hey, until your brother recognizes that he's losing something by allowing randos to treat his twin brother like this, nah, dog, that ain't going to ride. And if we got to well, have a thing, because I'd rather my twin brother not go than sit there with his arms folded. So like, be like, nah, right, I got, right, I got I COVID, see. back up. Well, I do like that uh, while we're talking about the disrespect of 
Bori. Uh, <laughs> the reality is that Connor calls in, gives the names out. Yeah. This fiance can listen at any point, and he doesn't give a fuck, which is yeah, what I love about she's him. Gonna be like, who's so, this, who's yeah, this Connor so, guy? Please. <laughs> Let me know what happens with him. Yeah, please. I have a similar situation, but I don't know his name. Give, give us the follow-up <laughs> voicemail now that we know how to play those. Um, and that's going to do it for us today. World-class voicemail. We appreciate yeah. you, Connor. Love it so much. Um, yeah. So, Corinne, where can the people find us in these streets? Sure. So my safe word is more on Instagram. I work really hard to put up funny things that you will enjoy. Um, I We can also be found on Patreon if you feel... If you feel like char- charity starts at home, this home. That's right. Um, <laughs> please. Uh, it just helps us keep the lights on. We're not making any money on this. Um, and you can find me at Corinne Sanity, Al at... Al Jackson IG on Instagram. Yeah. Al Jackson 24.7 on TikTok. I'm bringing it back like the running man. Yeah, yeah I'm out on TikTok at this point. Uh, I know, but I'm, I'm coming back. And uh, yeah, guys, we appreciate you. And remember, it's a podcast about... Perspective. Damn right it is. <laughs> Love you. Bye.